welcome to the Meta Perch Podcast. My name is Keely Meta. I am your host, and I am so excited you're here with me today. Today, we are sponsored by none other than Keely Meta's very own Chaotic Alchemy Oracle deck. This deck is a 79-card deck with separate reversals and different intentions for the psyche, subconscious, future, past, present, parallel lives, and everything in between. This is a deck that was created over two years, and it is a, listen, I got a bias because it is my deck, <laughs> but I am so very excited to share it with everyone that's watching this and everyone, maybe, you know, a year or two, 10 years down in the future that may already know of this deck. It is absolutely the most beautiful wonderful um, spiritual tool that I've I think I've ever used and I hope everyone feels the same uh, feel free to go to keelymeta.com to order and I love you so much if you've already ordered you are part of the reason why I do this so part of the reason you are the reason that I do this so thank you so much I love you so much <laughs> let's get into it okay Today we're going to be talking about spiritual bypassing. <laughs> this is something that gets me, oh, this gets me heated, baby. This gets me so heated. <laughs> I'm going to try to keep my fiery Sagittario side um, inside a corner where we're not really igniting too much of that, but I want to be informative for those that don't know what it is, whether you're a spiritual person um, or not a spiritual person and you just enjoy hearing my voice so hey what's up um either way i thought that this would be a very educational and hopefully engaging topic if we do the honest looking within ourselves i think we can find this in however you shine the light on us as human beings i think we encompass this when we talk about the fight flight or freeze piece of us we all have the ability to just sit and freeze and choose easy options and I think spiritual bypassing and we'll get into the definition and and kind of how I've seen it in my spiritual work and my um, coaching work and and all that jazz um, but we see it so often when we um, when we look internally when we look at the truthful parts of ourselves whether it's shadowy or bright and light and airy sometimes when we peel back layers we start to see that we have ignored things we have um, undermined our own emotions and other people's emotions to kind of save face in a way and not deal with the stuff so None other than Google gave me my definition and I will give it to you right now. That's what she said. Spiritual bypassing is a way of hiding behind spirituality or spiritual practices. It prevents people from acknowledging what they're feeling and distances them from both themselves and others. And then examples include avoiding feelings of anger, right? Any kind of feelings, whatever. So essentially, spiritual bypassing is using a belief system, um, a religion, a already set in stone set of principles to ignore things that are going on in the real world, in life. Now, in spirituality, and especially in the, you know, you can ascend to other states of consciousness world and believe me I am the first proponent for and first advocate I'm going to be the first investor I'm going to be the first uh, daddy in the line for all consciousness moving and progressing and growth type of um, mindsets I'm very much about um, you know accessing the parts of the brain that most of us don't on a regular basis I'm very much for all of that and when I see, when I see, <laughs> when I see people going to the extreme, so uh, spiritual bypassing often is like, let's just say there are world events that go on. And you may just like put, put a, um, take a dart in your hand and literally just get a, get all the issues that exist blatantly and in front of everyone that's ever happened or whatever and then you it's like you could take a dart to a dartboard and either way you're gonna land on an issue you're gonna land on a conflict you're gonna land on something that separates people or something um reflected in the darkness of humanity or whatever and you have the dartboard and let's just say 
your spiritual bypassing, the example is to not just throw the dart at the dartboard or throw it in a different area or whatever. It's like taking that dart and putting it in your in, in your pocket. Like it's like you keep that in your hand and then you put it in your purse or you put it in your pocket or you put it away or you hide it or whatever as if the dart itself doesn't matter and it wasn't there and as if the dartboard or the issues don't matter or they don't, it's like someone forgetting that things exist. I'm gonna give you an example. I'm gonna give you an example. So, um, me as a fiery bitch, I am I am typically pretty level headed. For people that like know me, like I can I can worry. That's a feeling that I feel. I worry because I have anxiety. But um, but I don't necessarily get super angry. I don't get super mad. And um, I made this post, and uh, this may. This may tell like my political beliefs, but I'm not here to talk about politics necessarily, um, more human issues than politics. But um, there was someone at, there was someone that, fuck, I don't know how I'm gonna say this. Um, I essentially criticized someone that put a lot of people in danger. Um, and and I, I was just like, I, I did it in kind of a lighthearted way, but I was like, well, you know, karma exists or whatever, you know, so suck it. And someone from the spiritual community messaged me on Instagram and was like, Keely, that's not very high vibrational of you. And I was like, huh? <laughs> what? People are hurting. What do you mean? And so their their response to me kind of playing at, you know, well, karma's going to get this person or karma got this person. And, and they were like, you're not supposed to hate on or be negative towards or... Um, you're not supposed to show, you know, your like, un like the anti light and love side. I was like, first off, you think I'm sending a letter to anyone or doing anything or saying nana nana boo boo, you suck and <laughs> whatever. Um, and then I was like, and then you have to acknowledge how much this person has done to hurt others, primarily people of color and people um, that are women and people that have other issues, especially that we don't have control over, right? So this person is, is inadvertently and intentionally really hurt a lot of people. And I was just essentially calling them out and their excuse and, and their response was, and I, I understand where this mentality comes from, but I think it's extremely unhealthy and it's, it's fucked up anyway. Um, they were like, well, you're sending, you know, hateful energy out in the world. Oh man. And the idea that they, because they, they thought that they were so high vibrational, so, um, above the clouds and, and above the earthly matters. And this is a big, this is anyone that's, especially in the beginning stages of spirituality, you see people, teachers, gurus, whatever, talking about how someone is too low vibrationally, too low vibrationally for um, issues that are earthly, then you have to, you have to look at that person and understand that if they were fully and completely awake or conscious or whatever, or not dealing with their own um, heavy judgments or whatever, they would consider all sides. That's why sometimes in the spiritual world we see all these, I'm going to send you light and love, light and love, light and love, but you don't see these people protesting on the streets or you don't see these people um, investing in, you know, causes or things like that. I think the reason that we exist on this planet is to have fun and enjoy and be lighthearted but also be attentive and aware of the truths of humanity and the truths of where we can come together collectively and help one another i have seen so much in the last uh frick i mean i five six four, three, two years, I don't know, in the last handful of years where we are moving so, we're either moving in a way, and again, I'm not trying to be political, but this is reflective of collective, okay? We're moving either in a hyper-individualistic way, 
um, within what feels like or uh, looks like an echo chamber, right? We're like vehemently independent. Or we kind of fall into that like anyone, anything and anyone that like anyone that tells me something, which is like big with like social media right now, anything I see or hear is accurate as long as the um, the belief system stems from something or someone that I resonate with or I see myself in. And there are so many things wrong with this. Um, first off, you know, if, if we're sitting and acknowledging things that exist in the world as um, lower vibrationally, and, and just a little context for anyone that doesn't understand this, vibrational, um, the idea of vibrational things. So essentially everything has a vibration, right? Um, physical objects have a more dense vibration and humans have a higher vibration. And it is said that people that operate of higher frequencies, like for instance, like monks or um, whatever, are said to be closer to spirit or God, or it's closer to um, a more neutral or calm or like the parasympathetic nervous system is, is operating more than the sympathetic nervous system, essentially. Right, that's why some may argue that humans are at a higher vibration than, let's just say, a wildebeest. Who knows, right? I mean, it's all of that stuff is measurable. I say who knows because who knows how to do science, beep bop, beep bop, whatever, right? <laughs> but the idea with a lot of the spiritual community, and this is why I come on here and say, this is why I come on and preach, this is why I emphasize and re-emphasize that we have to be clear. If we're working with our subconscious mind and we really, really want to seek that, and that's so many people I talk to, it's like, oh, how do you access your subconscious mind? How do you access your subconscious mind? Some of the things that exist in an everyday basis are gonna give you major indications as to what your triggers are. Okay, so if the world is in, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak for on behalf of the United States because that's obviously where I live and where I'm from. On behalf of the United States, we we are seeing so many different things that are moving in one direction or another, or people vehemently putting their their heels into the ground for one thing or the other. And then they ignore the other side. And again, this isn't a political talk, but as above, so below, everything reflects everything right now because we have all of this new energy that's kicking up, right? This honest energy, whether it's good or bad, and you're starting to see the goodness and badness, right? I'm not a, a, a just love and light type of bitch. I'm every color of the rainbow, shade of gray, lightness, darkness exists in all of us. And I think we're starting to see how so much darkness exists in humans. Again, we're paradoxical. Doesn't mean that I don't have darkness inside of me. Doesn't mean that you don't have darkness inside of me. Spoiler alert, you know. <laughs> um, but the idea behind, I'm going to give you some examples of spiritual bypassing. And I want to quote this person because I found this on Google and um, and I, I don't think that, um, I, I don't think I could have worded things better, I suppose. And the, I don't know if this is their Instagram or what, but it says, uh, their Instagram is I am Sahara Rose, I believe. So you can go to her pay, their page or whatever. Um, but a couple of examples, right? Now, it, I'm gonna say this from the spiritual perspective. And I'm going to kind of elaborate on some of these thoughts, right? One of the points is thinking a guru, saint, or teacher has essentially all the answers. This is one of y'all, I need to tell you, I need to tell you, I am a spiritual teacher. I would even not consider myself a spiritual teacher. I'm a spiritual philosopher. I'm a mind-body wellness coach. I am a clinical hypnotherapist. I'm a Reiki master teacher. I'm a lot of really amazing, wonderful things. Above all else, above all else, I am a reflection of my strengths and my weaknesses. I have a letter of expertise from the universe in various different things. I do not have all of the answers. I cry, I put on my pants one leg at a time and I am not perfect. So if you come to me as a spiritual um, philosopher, spiritual teacher, what you need to know is I am a human being 
reflective of all my bullshit at one time. My job and what I owe my clients and people that exist with me as someone that you could look at me and you'd be like, oh, you're a spiritual guru. Sure. Sure. You want to say that? I, the word kind of makes me cringe because I'm... Um, I naturally have imposter syndrome. That's just one of my things. And so as educated as I am in this world, I grew up not thinking that, um, I don't know, I that I had the ability to do so. And those are one of the things that I'm being transparent that I have to deal with on a regular basis. I always say like, wow, I have so many tools in my tool belt. And I always know, you know, when spirit's coming through and I always know how to teach my students. And I, I have all of these tools in my belt, but I do not expect someone to look at me and thinks the world rises and sets with every word that I say. That's how we transition into the energy um, and into the dynamic of, for instance, a cult. I see, I, I'm obviously very big in the TikTok world. If y'all don't follow me, my TikTok is Keely Meta. <laughs> me plugging myself. But I'm very big in the TikTok world. Not very big. I am <laughs> a big um, participant in the world, right? And for those of you that don't know what the TikTok algorithm does, essentially it kind of um, understands what it is that you like, what communities you like, what type of teachings or thing. I'm a teacher, so like for me it's teaching. But if you're like into silly viral things, you're going to get essentially silly viral things. If you're into soccer, you're most likely going to get a high percentage of soccer content. It's completely, um, it's kind of for said user, right? And in my world, I see a lot of spiritual teachers. I see a lot of spiritual gurus, tarot readers, um, not a lot of philosophers. I feel like that's kind of a dated thing, but guess what, baby? We here. Um, but I see a lot of the things of spiritual-esque stuff, even some religious stuff. And I'll tell you, just about anyone and this is me as like an empathetic person, but also me as someone that knows my stuff and knows kind of um, certain morals and guidelines that I feel like every spiritual practitioner or uh, life coach or whatever of my kind of genre of living, life, life help, self-help stuff, um, should have a set of moral compasses, a, a moral compass or code that they like to abide by so they essentially protect whoever it is that they're seeing or help or whatever. Um, clients, etc. And so often do I see someone posting something that is not just like bad or wrong, that sounds fucked up, but like not necessarily bad or wrong, but also like harmful, like engaging in a certain type of thought that is harmful, right? And oftentimes spiritual teachers will justify their teachings with like, um, well, you know, the issues of other people are their problem. They manifested them entirely on their own. Um, and I know that I am the right way because I connect to spirit. And I know when spirit told me. And all the while, their ethics and their morals are questionable. Their teachings are half-assed or, um, and again, we can be very, I'm, I'm not pointing out any particular person. You can be as vague or as specific as you want to, um, but their practices are, seem like sloppily put together or, um, and, and then they justify anyone kind of coming to them with any kind of critique or criticism, even in a positive way with you're just too low vibrationally or you're too, um, you know, you're in the 3D mindset. Oh my God, y'all gonna hear me vent for a little bit. So there is a, um, there is a mindset. Maybe this is a real transition and who fucking knows. I don't really get a lot of, um, when I like intuitively meditate or get hits on it, it's like, maybe it's just not in my wheelhouse like maybe it's just not something I really give a shit about because I, I work heavily with like what's going on right now I'm not super future focused I'm super present focused so there's this theory in the spiritual world that we are in the 3d world the third dimensional world right and again this is me kind of this is me talking about spiritual bypassing or what have you, right? The, the regular world, right? You go to McDonald's, you eat your food, you come back home, you go on Twitter, whatever, you 
make out with your boyfriend or your husband tonight and then like whatever you go to sleep take a shower whatever right you live your life (laughs) that was a really shitty that was a really shitty um day but nonetheless you live your life and we're whatever we do punch in punch out our student loan debts our exes our everything is in the third dimension so it is said that during our lifetime or the age of Aquarius or whatever right I'm just giving you spiritual concepts this is not necessarily things I subscribe to um we all operate in the third dimension right and so there is a theory that essentially there are certain healers in the world or people in the world that are supposed to allow us to ascend to not just the fourth dimension but the fifth dimension which is essentially more ethereal spiritual um like you know all of light and love and and you know we're all very spiritually connected now spoiler alert we're all very spiritually connected right now the ego exists for us so it can kind of navigate our life and see if gives us the opportunity to grow and shift and evolve if we don't see um if we don't see some of the darknesses in what it is that we are how are we going to grow and truly honestly um transmute and and make alchemy with our bullshit okay so oftentimes i'll see spiritual teachers especially in people that are air oftentimes in the beginning of their spiritual practices and saying oh yeah 5d 5d 5 5th dimension we're moving into the fifth dimension da, 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 which is beautiful and lovely and and very poetic but you know oftentimes when you talk to people like this um and this isn't always okay so if you subscribe to this i'm not hating on you i just i just want you to understand oftentimes if you talk to someone that is in this kind of um this kind of school for thought they will say that the issues that exist on the planet are from 3d issues and they're not 5d issues so the idea is we just kind of put our hands over our eyes and allow ourselves to kind of just walk into the unknown but what is known is behind us and it's it's dragging us down this is such an unhealthy way of living this is like you know kids in the 1950s that grew up that couldn't grow up and show emotion right you just work 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 you just do the thing and then you forget about the emotion so now these people that grew up in the 1950s have grandkids and sometimes great grandkids that exist on this planet that are more in tune with their feelings and with their emotions and with all of the um healthy mental health tools that we are now starting to finally accept in our uh, in our world in our communities and whatever and these grandparents are do not think that you should have any emotions do not think that it is a valuable tool because guess what they got here they got here without showing those emotions so now at this point they don't even have it's almost like they are somewhat turned off from the entire idea so then you have some of these spiritual people that have been ignoring human um the cuts of human existence sometimes whether it's i'm going to be very honest oftentimes i see racial issues poverty issues issues when it comes to um region or issues when it comes to um appropriation of especially the yoga community where you have someone that is fairly successful or trying to um trying to appease other people within their um you know if it's a yoga seeking yoga teacher or you yoga teacher that is already established or whatever they have a client base or a hopeful client base and then they're really trying to reach out to that client base and make sure that they're not losing anyone and then they're whether they believe it or not they're closing their they're closing their mouth when it comes to racial or social or um hard topics and so you'll see and because social media is the reflection of how we want other people to see us so obviously this may not be reflective of who they are as a person but me as a spiritual teacher i have somewhat of a responsibility to be honest about what exists on the planet right especially for people that are especially for people that aren't able to fight for themselves or advocate for themselves if we are a collective community 
if the spiritual world is a collective community, then we need to be honest with the darkness on our collective community as much as the light inside of our collective community. If we are reflective of what is honest and what is truthful and our personal truth and we ignore other people's truths, whether the truth looks like yours or isn't like yours, then we are ignoring actual growth to sit somewhat delusional in our own in our own silos. And I see it so often and, and I have to I'll tell you guys. Um uh, I was I was doing this for years, okay? I was doing um, workshops and I was teaching yoga and I was um, facilitating groups and part of groups and I was doing the spiritual world for really like pretty consistently for a while and I was really, really heavy in it. I've had to um, since kind of balance myself out a little bit because I've talked about this. I would get up in the morning and study 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 and study. I would go to school or go to work and come home and study. If I was on my lunch break at work, I would I would study spiritual things. I was like, I went crazy, right? And I believed, and I'm going to be very honest, and there are some people, and I can call, I mean, I just respectfully, but not really, call certain people out in the spiritual world because I've seen really, really dangerous things from spiritual teachers. Um, When I first started, and I see this reflected a lot in clients and potential clients in my own um, my own world, right? People that will either reach out to me via um, <clears throat> email or uh, that saw my programs or whatever, saw a TikTok video or whatever, right? And people will reach out to me and they'll talk about, um, they're essentially to say all the kind of buzzwords of whatever the new age movement is, right? And um, if I... And this is part of my, I'm, I wish, y'all, I wish that I could sit quietly and just get the money. <laughs> like, I wish that I had the ability to close my mouth. I don't wish, honestly. But if I had the the ability or the, the lack of moral compass to just make the money on all the buzzwords, baby, how easy would that life be? This is a perfect, this is a perfect colonized, spirituality is a perfect colonized version of it's a commercial colonization now it is what is popular and I hate that I have to say that because it is such a sacred tool coming from you know India and Egypt and Africa and um, you know parts of Europe like such deep roots and such deep practices that I see so often especially and I have to with the spiritual teachers I have to I can't fault the people that were like my myself where you know you're studying and you're studying and you're studying and you're essentially taking all words and all teachers at face value it's not I can't fault people that believe that way because that's we are supposed to trust our teachers we are supposed to trust those that tell us to trust them because they have a certain amount of expertise or they have a certain amount of um whatever and so I see it so often in especially, you know, the yoga and the spiritual community, especially, especially in the United States, because we live on a ground. I didn't mean to go this heated today, but here we go. We live on land that is stolen with our people around us that are being marginalized for their bodies or their skin or where they grew up or the reflection of generations past that they're still getting the short end of the stick for. So to ignore, and this is, I mean, we're going into some spirituality, but I mean, again, like I said, the small reflects a big, as uh, above, so below, I am from Minneapolis, the same space and the same whatever that George Floyd died in my family essentially like that was right next to my dad's store down there we went to I went to so many times again I didn't want to be political but this isn't political this isn't political so many times I went to the the store that he passed away in front of was called cup foods and I went there so many times it was like my dad's friend that owned the store like I knew I've said this to people, but I knew um, when it happened shortly after because my dad called me 
in Slidiag, a guy died out here. He told me it was a 20, he said, he told me it was like a check instead of a $20 bill or what, I don't remember what it was. It was like the opposite of what it was. He told me it was, um, and he told me about it and then I started seeing it on the news and now we have news of another young man that passed away, uh, at the hands of the same thing, um, in Minneapolis. And that's where I grew up. That, uh, that's where, um, I was born. That's where my dad's like my family lives there. I mean, there's so much that it's there and I see so often nothing, nothing from spiritual teachers about um, things in the world. And I can't help but to think that those, I can't help but to think that that is a reflection of the cognitive dissonance that exists within our own world and has been forever like we say that we want to be change of things that are bigger we say that we want to be changes um we want to change the world and we want to change the hearts of people but we're too scared to speak (laughs) we're too scared to speak for the people that are um that have not even just the short end of the stick they don't they have a fucking nub they have nothing of the stick right so I see so often, and, and maybe I'll go back to the spiritual aspects or whatever, but I want to give specific examples because we can agree. We can say, yes, mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm, yes, yes, yes. I agree with what you say. And then I get a, give a specific example of where people have turned their nose up or forgotten conveniently to speak on or speak about or <sighs> convince the people that we have influence over or at least influence or set the example of and I see all these people that are spiritual teachers not just spiritual students and looking towards their spiritual teachers and their gurus and whatever for guidance or whatever and they see no they see reflected in the eyes of the person that they consider most spiritual to not speak on things that are spiritual if we talk about leaders in spirituality leaders that have existed over millennia i'm going to give you an example in jesus christ jesus christ i don't um necessarily like care too much for the man i mean not that i don't care i just don't care like i care more for the consciousness of the man i think the stories are great um, but i care more about what his consciousness brought to people the positive and the negative right again we want to be truthful we have to consider that there are negative consequences Okay, so this man as an example, this consciousness as an example of Jesus, he spoke about everyone. He spoke about everyone and gave to everyone and cared for everyone. And just, I'm kind of going back into um, me teaching this stuff back in the day, right? I, I, I would teach this stuff back in the day. I worked... Uh, jobs. I, I did what I needed to do. This was essentially my side gig, more or less, right? I dived into, um, or dove, whatever, dove into the water, like I said, um, about a year ago when it comes to making this full time because I have so many different tools in my tool belt that I was like, listen, Jesus, take the wheel, more or less, right? So, so, so many years ago, I decided that I was going to do this and I was doing it. It was great. And then I hit a roadblock and I saw, and I've worked with so many hundreds, not just dozens, not just tens, whatever, hundreds of spiritual practitioners from mediums to um, medicine people to um, psychics and healers and empaths and Reiki people and teachers and everything, everything under the, the tent of whatever is, right? From all those people, I can truly say that there is one person, not just one person, like uh, one person that I would trust doing my own spiritual work. And this is because we we want to plug in the idea of spiritual discernment. And we'll go into that probably maybe a little bit here, but maybe in another video. Um, but one person I would trust with my life. One person, and that is my medicine woman. Her name is Rebecca Cute Hands. She is absolutely 
magnificent and wonderful and she has a fantastic story and she aligns with me right there's never been a thing that she has said that I haven't thought about as resonant the other one would be um, in terms of a spiritual um, person that I really follow would be Alan Watts he is a philosopher he talked a lot when he was alive about consciousness and about um, religion and I don't think he's ever said anything that I was like oh what like but I see everything as critical now the reason why I say how many people I've worked with is because the, it didn't uh, their work didn't diminish like how I saw them or the fact that I wouldn't work with them didn't diminish the fact that they were spiritual workers or healers but guess what I got to see I got to see the humanity of each person that is on their spiritual journey and someone that has people really that have some kind of spiritual authority and I saw these people having problems and this there's nothing wrong with it there's nothing wrong with it okay but I saw these people that were struggling just like I was as a spiritual um, teacher herself right struggling with rent struggling with their girlfriends or their boyfriends struggling with not putting their money where their mouth was struggling with not meditating enough struggling with not with being homeless struggling with being you know wanting a regular job and like the reflections of who they were I saw in myself but the thing is is I saw so often is they were ignoring the reality of what humanity was well I saw it so often whether it was an issue in the world or an issue with their own life a lot of them and not all of them right I'm not trying to say like all spiritual workers are therefore no I'm saying this is a very common theme and us as spiritual practitioners kind of deciphering and scientifically breaking down you know patterns in our own world we have to be able to acknowledge that darkness teaches us darkness gives us the ability to anchor into earth understanding earth and this is someone that comes from hardly any earth elements in their chart honey hardly any um earth influence right i'm mostly fire and water she 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 bitchy crier like that's me <laughs> i'm a passionate crier that's who i am and then earth and um air are it's like equal parts for me it's equal parts um uh earth and air at the bottom and then fire and water at the top right perfectly chaotic for me but I saw so often in these spiritual teachers, they ignored earth, the element of earth. They were super ethereal and um, connected with source, which is air. They were super um, emotionally aware. And a lot of them, a lot of them, it sounds very common, a lot of them were very emotionally intuitive and emotionally expressive and emotionally very, very there. A lot of them very passionate, but um, what I didn't see was the earth. What I didn't see was being honest, right? Sometimes, sometimes we would rather say, oh, I'm a Capricorn, therefore, like, you know, I don't have any intuition, rather than acknowledging that, guess what? You are more than just a sun sign. You are more than, and this is um, a metaphor for something bigger, right? But you are more than just what other people see you as, and sometimes with our work, sometimes in spiritual or in life coaching work or um, self-help work, we have to be honest with ourselves and look at darknesses, darknesses that are reflected in life. And that isn't scary. Everyone's so excited and I get this so much where people are like, I want to open my third eye. I want to open my third eye. And they do the work and guess what? They open their third eye but so often I personally get people that are saying I want to open my third eye can you make me open my third eye or I want to find my soulmate can you help me find my soulmate and I see I'm like okay so we have so we could do one of many things however we have to be we have to acknowledge why you feel like you need that right we're talking about and I think it was one of my very first um my very first episodes on this podcast where we talked about 
essentially the chakras, right? The bottom chakra stability. You really, you really need something stable in your world. You really need something earthly to have any real tangible conviction. If you don't stand for anything, what do you so, what, what will you fall for, right? What was that quote? Alexander, if you stand for nothing, what do you fall for? That's the one. Baby, I almost quoted Alexander Hamilton and sucked at it. <laughs> But I see it so very often and, and I have to extend this to you. I have to say this to you as someone that considers me worth listening to, you know, 39 minutes in. And I have to tell you that being discerning, and this is where we go into spiritual discernment, being discerning about however, however you take spiritual information, political information, um, worldly information, information about especially race and poverty and sexism and all this stuff like I would absolutely look at even if you believe that person or that channel or that thing listen as if you've never you don't know any information on the topic you are a student we don't just exist to be within our own silos and sometimes the truth is very hard Sometimes reality is very hard to accept or to look at, but us bypassing and thinking that we are too above or like too much the chosen one, I see that so often. There are there are certain spiritual teachers and workers that I've worked with that, oh my gosh, y'all. Okay, I'm going to tell y'all something, okay? And who knows if this goes any further but back in the day, I started out, I really started out my, my social media career on Twitter. I, it was a long time ago. It was like 2014, I think. It is currently 2022, so it was eight years ago. And I was in this group. And this group was like a lot of spiritual people. And the idea is that you like cross-promoted, right? This is a big thing we did back in the day. A lot of accounts did back in the day. You cross-promoted each other to essentially like um, gain an audience. And these people had real audiences, right? I, I still see some people that were within those groups that, um, uh, that are like like 100,000 followers, 500,000 followers, you know, YouTube, Instagram, you know, they travel the world, whatever. And I, I know a lot of these names and I'm not going to drop any names or whatever, but I met my friend Jenna in that group. If y'all are familiar with spirituality, especially like five years ago, you will probably know Jenna Galbit. She is one of my best friends. <clears throat> she is absolutely phenomenal, um, but she was in the spiritual world and maybe I'll have her on here at some point. And me and Jenna bonded. Um, a lot so much so that like like I said she's currently one of my BFFs I'm gonna be in her wedding next year like you know very very close and we were in this group and we reflect on it now and, and since then she's kind of taken a hiatus um, in the spiritual world because she saw certain things she was much bigger than I was in this um, in these fields in this work right uh, but she you know she said every single one of those spiritual teachers those life coachy teachers are mean. Like they're not, they don't acknowledge issues of the world. They are mean to the people that work for them. <clears throat> and it's because we get at this level where we feel like no one else matters or nothing else matters because we have this a sense of uh, accomplishment or we have this sense of whatever. This we They often consider themselves the chosen ones, the one that has the answers. And... I, I just, I have to, and I, I dropped off the face of the earth for two years in the spiritual world. I was done. I didn't meditate. I did do yoga. I didn't see the value in it. I was trying to talk myself out of it. This was, you know, if you follow me on Instagram and see that I have a lot of followers, most of my followers were from that time. And most of them are just like sitting, floating in the ethers, like <laughs> they're gone now. But essentially those are like dead accounts from when I had, um, a, a following and when I had people really engaging in my spiritual work and I just dropped off I left and I was like I'm done I can't do this I've, I've seen so much negativity and so much bypassing the world is in chaos and if we had some voices that spoke out about some of these things and maybe we'd be able to 
honestly move past or honestly acknowledge or look in the mirror or whatever. And everyone is pointing fingers at other people rather than taking their own, you know, taking their own uh, responsibility. And this isn't a podcast episode that I really intended to be a bummer. Like it isn't. It's, it's about critical thinking. It's about not engaging in toxic positivity. Toxic positivity can can be so harmful to an individual, can be so harmful to a situation, right? Just the idea of you just have to be positive rather than that, thinking about the way that you talk to yourself, oh, you just got to suck it up. You can handle everything on your own. It's fine. It's good. It's fine. Um, And then you feel overwhelmed with emotion later on because you invalidated your own emotion. And think about your own perspective with someone else that doesn't understand that you've been through certain things and when they invalidate you and you just say like well fuck it man like maybe you don't understand me maybe you don't get me like there is a piece of perspective that they have or they don't have that you have right same thing goes with issues in the world like to ignore the fact that different kinds of groups or different kinds of people or different situations um, have different kinds of outcomes and we ignore them and we like to pretend that they don't exist and pretend that we have um, an easy answer when sometimes the answer is us owning up to our own stuff or confronting some of the critical pieces that should be growing within ourselves. That is a massive massive spit in the face of spiritual opportunity spiritual growth emotional growth physical growth right sometimes it's okay to just like turn off but sometimes especially if we are standing in the face of growth and really wanting to progress and we want that soulmate we want that thing we want to do whatever if we are unwilling to look at what is honest, unwilling to look at ourselves from an impartial third party's um, point of view, then we're not really living for growth. We're living for delusion. And I want you to acknowledge your emotions. I want you to acknowledge what's going on in the world. I want you to feel proud about um, you know, servicing your fellow community or your people or helping or whatever right we have this term that I go crazy with sometimes and that's empath right I've talked about it right and the idea of empath is we're all empathetic we're all empathetic but oftentimes we use the word I'm an empath and then we we put ourselves in a victim mentality rather than actually um acknowledging our own feelings or acknowledging that we should have some boundaries like there are so many things that if we are just honest we are just just had a moment a brief moment of honesty and we didn't come in with our own preconceived notions we didn't come in with our own um like I like this is this is so often when I see people that are like I can't meditate I don't know how to meditate Oftentimes, these people come into meditation with an expectation that they are going to have their third eye opened or they are not going to receive, they're not able to to meditate. When in reality, meditation takes time, effort, and energy, right? We bypass so often. It's like, oh, I can't meditate. I can't sit still. I can't whatever. I'm telling you, if you know me in person, I am the most ADHD anxious motherfucker on the planet. And because I sat down with the discipline of truly wanting to experience whatever connects to me via spiritual medicine or whatever, right? Because I sat down and did the discipline. I have so many clients that have done that as well, where they're like, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And then they sit down and put their own excuses. They take their excuses out of the picture. They really start to experience what meditation is and it isn't what they expected. But as soon as you come into any situation with the expectation to feel exactly how you need to or want to, otherwise something isn't valuable, then you're not getting anything out of it. I'm pointing fingers rather than taking responsibility. I don't care if this is a spiritual feel-good podcast. This should make you feel motivated. This should make you feel like you want to tap into what is honest because unless 
I am telling you as, as someone that is a not just a spiritual teacher, but also a fitness instructor, as someone that is a yoga teacher that I, I mean, I work in both earthly realms and spiritual realms, right? Unless you confront your own biases, you can't grow. So are we growing or are we staying stagnant? Are we playing in the ethereal realm, but not considering our own opportunities to grow and if we are individualistic then we say that we're individualistic or if we're empathetic then we live empathy but we have to choose what is honest for us and i'm not saying there's one path over the next i am saying you as a discerning human being you as a discerning individual now how do you decide to interact with your environment how do you decide you maybe it's silently maybe it's you speaking out on social media and maybe it's you um doing things on your own but it helps the collective maybe it's you being honest with yourself about where you can take responsibility therefore you can you know let up from those around you that you've been you've been pointing the finger at i don't know maybe it's you even just scrolling on social media and seeing a spiritual teacher and looking at them in the eyes and feeling and listening to what they say rather than seeing them as an aesthetic, you know, person to follow. Because I see that very often. This should be a light. This should be fire for you. This should give you not hopelessness, not guilt, because I don't want you to feel guilt from this. This is natural in all of us. Remember, I told you, especially at the beginning of my journey, I was this. This was me. And this is why after two years, I had to come back and say, listen, I know it's hard to think and, and consider what you think is not always, um, it might be wrong, right? Or it might be, uh, we have to look at it from possibly a critical eye. But if if we don't look at some of the darkness, if we don't look at some of the hard parts of ourselves, are we practicing shadow work? Are we practicing spirituality? Are we are we practicing or are we just aware of it? You know? So I hope this motivates you. I hope this gives you some kind of um, acknowledgement and validation for your own emotions and the depth of what you have for maybe a moment of you questioning something but just agreeing um to not to not ruffle feathers there are people out there that need your voice and the way that you look and the way that you act and the way that you talk and the way that you encounter other people sometimes i might not be able to penetrate certain circles the way that you might right vice versa so it is all of our responsibilities to, to, to put at the top of the list sincerity, to put at the top of the list understanding that people, even spiritual teachers, are human beings, you know. So I hope this somewhat resonated with you and I hope this somewhat gave you a sense of fire because <laughs> we are in a world that we need to light some fire. So... I love you so much. I always, always, always appreciate you being here. I appreciate you listening to this whole um, rant. I hope there is justice for the people that have passed. And I'm sending love to Minneapolis right now. I'm sending love to Amir Locke's family. And I hopefully will see you in the next one. Mm -hmm.